Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Today's December 18th of 2018, and it's a Tuesday. So today is Tech Talk Tuesday, and you're here with Rich. That's me. I'm the podcast host. As always, thanks for stopping by and spending a little time with me this morning. So today, I've got some thoughts and I've got some questions for all of you listening in. I'd like to know a little bit more about how you view online technology training. So as I've said in this podcast before, part of the way that I earn a living is actually doing online tutorials. I've actually got several classes over at Udemy.com now, and I've always included links here for those Udemy classes. And I just wanted to get some more information from the audience, actually, because I'm a little confused as to what people really want. Actually, you know, it's not what people really want. People learn in different ways. And as I've been reading my reviews on my classes, um, what works and what doesn't work, I've got some questions. So um, I have taken a lot of online courses over the years. So I uh, was a member of Scott Kelby's website for years and years and years, and that's uh, the Kelby Training, or now it's Kelby One. I loved the instruction over there, and they had a variety of instructors, and I really appreciated all the photographic information I learned there. I've also taken courses over at lynda.com for FileMaker Pro and also for a couple other items, and I've also taken courses for Final Cut Pro, since I use Final Cut Pro regularly for videos. And there are instructors that work really well for me, and there are instructors that don't work so well for me. Um, one of the things that always kind of blows my mind, if I'm learning something new for the first time, I really want people to start me out at the beginning. And oftentimes I run across videos where they assume that I already know a lot about this, that I already know a lot about Lightroom, or I know a lot about Final Cut. And I always, you know, when I'm beginning, I want a beginner's course. And, you know, that's where my questions come in, actually. Um, recently, one of the reviews that I had on my WordPress and X-Theme for Beginners class, the words for beginners were actually in the class, one of the students gave me like a two-star rating because the class was too basic and too introductory. And in the title of that class, I put for beginners uh, because it was for people who never touched WordPress before or never touched X-Theme before. And so I wanted to start them out at the beginning and show them around WordPress first and then show them how uh, X-Theme worked with WordPress. So I thought I was pretty clear in the title, but I've gotten a couple of folks who've said it's too basic, it's too introductory. And yes, it is. It was designed to be. So for those folks, they wanted to kind of jump right in and they already had some core knowledge. Now, if I had started out that way and not introduced the, the initial technology, WordPress, and assumed that they knew WordPress, a lot of the other stuff in the class wouldn't make sense to them. So for you, when you're taking a beginner's class, do you want it to be really super beginners-like? Or do you want to assume some knowledge and you'll play catch up with the instructor? So which, which one's better for you? Um, a true beginner's course or playing catch up with the instructor because they're assuming some things that you don't know. Now, in that same beginner's course, I had another student who, um, who went a different way. So 
They were happy with it being a beginner's course, but they felt that I didn't do enough hand-holding for them. And by that, I mean one part of X-Theme for WordPress, you don't have to know all about it, is that it has several different, they call them stacks, so several different starting points. All the stacks do is give you different layouts and um, you know different layout styles, uh, different icons, and different fonts. So you've got four stacks to choose from, and each stack's a little different. It doesn't really impact how the website works or how you edit the website. It just impacts the style, so the overall look and feel. So in the course, I showed students one stack, and one of the students complained and said, I should have showed them all of the stacks. Well, all the stacks look the same except some different font families and um, some different icons, so the cute little icons that you can put on your website. Those are the big differences. So other than that, the stacks worked exactly the same. So building your website, didn't matter which stack you picked, it all worked exactly the same, just looked a little different. So, so that student said that I should have spent more time on the stacks. And also, in the same review, the student said that I was too repetitive on other features. And the reason why I was repetitive on other features is because they were actually the important things that governed how your website actually behaved. So in things where I repeat it, the reason I repeat it is because these are the very important highlights. If you get these things wrong, you're going to have a bad time with your website. Now, if you get your stack wrong, all you do is go back into the options editor and click on a different stack and it changes the look for you. So it's a 10 second action um, with nothing else. Now, in other courses, not my own courses, so I'm still asking you guys questions here, um, in photography classes, so I've seen it many ways because I've actually given reviews to photography instructors as well. And me personally, I like photography instruction to show me some examples of the, um, of the instructor's work and the edits that the instructor is doing. But I don't want the instructor to start guiding me on, every time you do a landscape photo, you should use these three settings. That's not very creative. When it comes to doing photography, um, I leave a lot of it open to students, and I always have liked it when uh, instructors have left some of these things open to me. As I'm learning with you, as I learn how to develop things or set my aperture or set my shutter speed, I want to see an example from the instructor, but after seeing the example, I want to go off and try it on my own photos. So uh, one of my recent critiques on a, on a a photography for, for drone enthusiast class was that I didn't show them all of the sliders, all of the edit sliders. And I did say in the class, you know, here are the different edit sliders. And what you should do is just try each of them out. Move that hue and saturation slider back and forth and see what happens to your image. Because with a lot of the tools today and non-destructive editing, you can always go back in the history of your edits and get yourself back to the beginning point. So I guess, you know, where I'm at is how much hand-holding for creative processes do people need versus how much hand-holding for tech processes do people need? So in the photography courses, I give people a lot of room. Well, I want them to have a lot of room to experiment for themselves. But what I'm finding in some of my reviews recently is that people want me 
to give them the photo, so the photo that I took, so that they can edit exactly the way I edited it. That's not really learning. Um, in my opinion, for photography at least, I want to go off and experiment afterwards. So when I'm learning, let's say, Lightroom, I want you to show me where everything is. Here's where the develop module is. Here's where the individual view is. Here's where the compare before and after is. But after that, when we get into developing and playing around with the developing, I'm going to show you some examples. But my hope and my goal is that in a creative process like photography, that students would be interested in editing their own photos and not mimicking what I've done. And so this leads me to a second part of this podcast. Are presets good or bad for photographers? So if you haven't noticed lately, in a lot of the photography programs out there, um, Lightroom, Luminar, Aurora HDR, you know, all of these, um, all of these tools for enhancing your photography, and they're great tools. But um, they're all including presets now, and presets are a great way to learn. So they give you some styles. You click on a preset button, and it automatically updates and edits your photo for you. That's cool because in Lightroom or in Luminar, you can see the changes in the develop module that were made by the person who created the preset. But after that, you should start branching out and creating your own style and your own custom presets or your own custom edits. But what I'm seeing more and more is that photographers are getting these programs and they're just clicking on the presets. So they, they select a preset that a famous photographer made and they apply that preset to their photo and they walk away and they think it's good. And it might not be good. You know, edits are very scene specific. Edits are very mood specific. Edits are very moment specific. And if you just keep applying the same preset over and over again to the images that you're that you're outputting, you know, there's very little originality and very little creativity. So it's very interesting to me. Um, I love presets from the perspective of I like to see how another photographer has done their work to create an interesting look. And then I go off and I experiment on my own. And I don't just use their presets. I create my own custom edits, scene by scene, image by image, because every scene is unique. Every scene is different. And if we all start using the same set of presets over and over again, it's going to be a very boring and uncreative landscape in photography over time. So how do you feel about presets? Do you feel like they're a good learning tool? Do you use them all the time and you just slap them on your latest round of photos? How, how does your creative process work? And how does your learning process work? This is a conversation I would love to have with other people. So if you'd like to have that conversation, please get in touch with me, Rich at rlcdesign.net. That's rich at rlcdesign.net. If you're an Anchor subscriber, and that's how you're listening to this podcast, you can leave me up to a one-minute audio file. And I would love to have people come on to this show to talk about how they learn technology and to talk about the creative process and how much hand-holding is too much. Because I've seen that several times in my drone photography class now, that people wanted me to provide more of my photos 
for them to edit along with so that they could do the same exact edits as me. Um, that is not a learning process in my mind. That's not how I learn, but maybe it is how other people learn. So I'd love to get some input here from the audience. So please feel free to drop an email, rich at rlcdesign.net. And also you can leave me that one minute voice message over on Anchor FM. Either way, love to hear from you and I'd love to set up a time to talk because I think that this could be a really big topic and it doesn't just apply to photographers, it applies to the website design like I was talking about before. When does the hand-holding stop and when does the student start actually expanding beyond what the teacher taught them? All right, everyone, as always, thanks for stopping in and hanging out for a little bit this morning. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as always, the intro and exit music on this is licensed through soundstripe.com. So we've got a link down in the show notes for that. So if you're looking for some new audio files for your next video or audio project, check out Soundstripe. They absolutely have a great library of audio files to pick from. Finally, after the end of this podcast, we've got our show sponsor at Flipboard.com. So go ahead and listen all the way through there. And if you'd like to get your news in a streamlined fashion every morning, check out Flipboard.com. It might be right for you. All right, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow. Have an awesome day.